Brian, here, hold my beer. You got it. <laughs> <coughs> 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 Fucking COVID. That hurt. Damn. Uh, hey, real quick, guys. Uh, obviously, me and Brian, we don't have a uh, intro recorded yet. That takes time. It's tough. Podcasting ain't easy. Neither is getting behind the mic and doing a pre-scripted uh, intro to a show or whatever you want to call it. But uh, real quick, I want to give a big shout-out to Victory Archery, uh, the Carbonell Experts. Best arrow I've ever shot. I mean, I've shot a handful of arrows throughout my life. But, man, I tell you what, uh, Victory Archery, those arrows, man, those VAPs are great. I got Brian on them now. Brian's all hooked on the old VAPs. Oh, yeah, they fly good. Yeah, Shoot good. He, he's all pumped on them. Feel good. <laughs> yeah, they, they're straight shooting arrows, man. I'm a big VAP believer. Um, there's uh, uh, VAP SS that's coming out. Well, I think it's actually already out. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Those are going to cost me a pretty penny. But, man, I tell you what, I, I'll uh, I'll gladly shoot those things and um, Absolutely. give them a shot. You know, I'll change my bow setup for that. But uh, after that, we got Archer Geek Custom Strings. If you guys need, need a new set of strings for your bow, make sure you give Evan a call or shoot him a text or do all your little DM and stuff on the Internet. Uh, he'll reach out to you, hook you up, use the promo code R2R. He'll give you a 15% discount. Dude's a super straight guy, man. He's thrown thrown a couple badass sets of strings on my bows over the years, and uh, they're 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 awesome. He'll he'll run X ninety nine. He'll run any material you want. He's got it all. He's got tons of colors. Brian's got a set being made for him right now. I think he wanted all flow green, like the John Dudley green with black servings and a green D loop. Evan's putting that together for him. It's gonna be a slick looking bow, and I think. Uh, Excuse me, I'm burping, man. I'm drinking these Coors Lights, man. Oh, man. Since I got home from work. <laughs> so I think Brian's going to like what he's got coming. Uh, oh, yeah. Next up, man, we got Tricer USA. Thanks, Drew. Drew's hooked me up with a GTP2. The thing's badass. I took it with me to Utah. It changed the game for me. It shaved a ton of poundage off my pack for me. Man, I appreciate it, Drew. Thanks a lot. Dude, if you guys are looking for any lightweight glassing uh, tripod systems or, or a bipod for your rifle, make sure you go over to TricerUSA.com. Um, give Drew a call, reach out to him via the internet, however you want to do it. Uh, Drew's got a great system going on right there. <clears throat> also, uh, fly down custom calls. Dude, Josh, thanks a lot, man. Dude's a big supporter of the podcast, throws it down for us. He's a great dude, great products, handmade custom calls for turkey season. I know you guys think spring's, you know, a ways away, but before you know it, it's going to be right on us. It's already September, you know. Spring thunder rolling in. Yeah, it'll start coming <laughs> in. You guys will start wanting to figure all that out and, and getting after it. So make sure you guys check out Fly Down Custom Calls. That being said, we're just going to roll straight into this. We haven't really talked about Brian's uh, uh, Arizona hunt that he went on. Uh, he's kind of He's been on the podcast since, but we just haven't had time to sit down and kind of go over it and, and see what his thoughts are on it and compare what his expectations were to what it ended up being and, and rolling from there. So, Brian... <laughs> Well, I can tell you what it what, what it really was. It was a big slap in the face, to be honest. Was it? It was a big slap in the face. See, <clears throat> we're we're talking as if we haven't talked before because we we kind of ran through it, but we didn't talk in depth. And and I've kind of wanted to shy away from it outside of man, he should have shot it, or you know all that kind of stuff. But it, I want to hear it, like your perspective of it, on an honest assessment of what your trip was like, man. So for one. Coming from a one of the toughest zones, and I don't want to toot my horn or anything like that, but I've tagged out twice. Yeah, and uh, by by no means that were they easy. 
I had to work for them both. Right. And I just kind of saw that percentage on Go Hunt. And I said, oh, 24 or whatever it was, 24% or just probably a little bit less. <clears throat> That's going to be, a, you know, it should be pretty easy coming from 3% yeah, or like, 12%, oh, percent, whatever. Yeah, uh, you're like, oh, that's 2.5 people out of 10. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll tell you what, man, that hunting's no, hunting is no walk in the park. And no matter what, where you go, what unit you do or, you know, what it is, it's still going to be it's still hunting. It's hard, difficult. And not going to lie, man, I went in there pretty confident. And yeah. slapped me, Arizona slapped me right in the face. Second day, right in the face. Confidence kills, bro. Yeah, I'm never... I'm never doing that again. I always go into a hunt with like low expectations. I always do. I what what ruined it was not what ruined it because it was an amazing trip. By by all means, it was one of the best trips of my life. First day we get there, go set some cams up, and we got a herd walking right to us. There's oh. two two three bucks, a couple does. They're all uh, forkies and one spike, and I think another one was a spike. I'm not. I don't remember exactly. So you had a handful of does with their with their. Young bucks. From the year before. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> this forky was bigger than both of my bucks. Whoa, to be he okay. was a it was a big forky. So, you know, coming from D sixteen, when I see a forky, I I get pumped. Oh yeah, you have to. That's why, dude. That that's why, like this forky nation sticker that Juan gave us. Yeah. You know, uh, that right there. Just, I'm a big forky fan. And I don't know what it is. I think I'm just predisposed to forkies. Dude, forkies I mean? are amazing, dude. They're badass. So you had a, for, a couple forkies in front of you. Yeah, and it's my first time seeing. An out-of-state deer. So we were walking to these camps. We were, you know, driving around, looking at different areas. And uh, we parked the truck and hiked maybe about 100 yards. We wanted to set some cams on these water holes. Right. So, you know, it's 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, middle of the day in San Diego. Come on, be honest. You, you don't see much moving around that time unless you're, you know, really lucky or right. perfect weather. So we're hiking in nonchalant, you know, and then all of a sudden this herd of deer comes walking down the hill. About 100, 130 yards away from us. And my buddy, I think my buddy Izzy noticed him first. And anyways, we, we got down and uh, wait, was hoping they would walk into us. And we had our bows in hand. And uh, they were walking into us. And sure enough, the spike right away busted us. Oh, yeah. And uh, we, Justin got some amazing photos of him. On, he has this, uh, I think it's a Nikon Canon camera. So it was a really good photo. He got really good uh, like professional photos of the deer. And uh, long story short, on that little encounter, we put the cameras up, went back to camp, did our little setup, and then uh, from there, man, we started pounding the hills, glassing. We had a hard time at first finding deer, other than the little encounters like that. We uh, pounded some ridges, glassed, glass, and you know, till we were, couldn't glass no more. And then by the second day or third day, we come out of this. Uh, canyon we were glassing glassed up a few does and we're walking down this uh trail all the way to the truck and then out of nowhere izzy you know whispers buck and so what i do right away grab my arrow throw the vap in the uh yep throw the vap right in the bow tech get her ready to go now this baby's fixing she's, to eat. she's ready to eat <laughs> and then i you know come to, i see the buck it was that same forky and just i got a picture of him on my instagram if you guys want to check it out and uh anyways Go to full draw. Justin ranges him for me, and I, I think he said sixty-seven yards. And I was at full draw. Man, it was an amazing feeling having a uh, out-of-state buck in my sights. Mm -hmm. And I, I put the he said sixty-seven. I put the sixty pin high on his high on his back, but it just didn't feel right. 
Justin gave me that look, like, don't do not do it. There's a bush in front of him. I just, second day, I didn't want to make a mistake. Yeah. Right off the bat. Yep. So I let down. Yep. And then, uh, you know, continued continued about it. The buck took off and uh, went down to our truck, and then we drove back to camp. We still weren't done really setting up camp because we just got into deer right away. Yeah. So from our camp, we had this herd of deer that would come out pretty pretty often. And I, I threw a stock on right away from camp because the guys were getting ready. I'm, you know, I'm the ones who saw it. So I just went in after it. They busted me about 130 yards. It was, it was a real, real difficult, man. It was a real difficult unit. Um, Tell me this real quick. You said, like, you guys were glassing and it was hard to turn up deer. Do you think that was because the unit that you were in had a low number of deer? Or do you think it was weather uh, specific? Like, it's hot and... So you see what I'm saying? So they they have they've had a really high drought, like a I guess it's like a record breaking drought this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we got into deer right away. It just we were pounding ridges and couldn't find any other than a couple does right. up on the ridges. And by like day three, we had just seen that herd, and then like another group of three does up on the on on the uh, ridges and all that stuff. And I think I think it was just a really tough year for them, water wise. Even though you know Arizona, they do a really good job on their landscape and all that. They plant oh, yeah. water holes. They oh yeah, clear debris. They, you know, dude, the game management over there is amazing. Dude, I can see gaps between the trees. Yeah, try doing that driving up to Palomar. Or, well, dude, you know? look for prime example right now. We got within a hundred miles as a crow flies. We got humongous fires going on. Yep. We have that fire south of the eight right now. What do they call it? The Valley Fire. I think last night it was like 17,000 acres. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like it's a big fire. I mean, it is what it, but then just north of us, probably 20 miles up there by Beaumont, I think it is, or whatever it is. It, there's another gnarly fire that just had a gnarly fire, what, a month ago? Yeah. It was, you know, up in that same area. Oh, yeah. But this is what I'm saying. Like, the wildfires we have here, when we had Bill Simmons on here and he was talking about it, it's like, the the problem is, is we literally put them out yeah we put them out like you need to save structures obviously but oh yeah th- these fires they, they're racing through 15 foot tall chaparral manzanita they're, they're trying hard Shrub to oak. put these, these yeah. fires out they're having I mean, a I hard get, time i get it i get it but you see what i'm saying yeah man it's a terrible thing yeah it's horrible but you know good for the environment horrible yeah. you know i don't I wish i don't wish no no I, I said i said it's horrible yeah. because these fires get so gnarly because of the way we manage our forests. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, it's a hor- fire is always horrible, and I yeah. hate when people lose their stuff, and you know what I mean? It's a horrible thing. I mean, it's, it was only a matter of time. Come on, like, well, while we've someone flicks that. a cigarette going up to eight? Well, a, revere, a reveal party. A reveal party. Well, and then we were watching that YouTube video. What was that? What are, they, what are those guys called? Oh, uh, that's bow hunting. That's bow hunting. Guys, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't mean to change the subject very much. Get on YouTube. That's bow hunting. They got crazy good hunts. Yep. Extremely good qualities. They only got like 350 subscribers. They have really, like, they have professional cameras. Blows my They're mind. They're out putting animals down. Yeah, blows my mind. That being said, I brought that up because they were on an antelope hunt. I don't think it was this year. Maybe it was last year. They it called was- it the fire buck. Yep. Because dude missed with his arrow and yeah. started a fire, guys. Like, I think he blew into some rocks and it started a fire needless to say 
while, while he was at full draw on the buck, the fire was starting up yeah. behind him. And it, it was, was all on video. It's go crazy. watch it, guys, on YouTube. That's bow hunting. It's a really good channel. Yeah. But, no, you're right. Dude, over in Arizona, there's there's land is it's different. Just, it's really well managed. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't even – we by this point, we haven't seen any hunters yet. And this is the second, third day in. No hunters. It's just the deer are there. It's just really difficult to turn them up. Right. Because, you know, when – First time out of state, and whatever, every time you know you see hunting, these guys are pounding ridges. These right. guys are glassing up mountains, and and there's like where we're hunting, there's mountains and there's like valley, right? Like open prairie valley. Mm-hmm. And uh, we pound, you know, the last day or not the last day, uh, third third day probably. It's monsoon. Monsoons are popping off left and right. There's thunderstorms. They go away for t- you know they come for ten minutes. They go away for ten minutes. You never know. The weather is crazy over there. They are getting rain, but it's not as much as normal. So that's why I think the deer, right. hurt. maybe there wasn't that much in that particular area we're in. Yeah. And uh, we come off glassing for a few hours, and then we're on the way back to the truck. And then uh, we jump in the truck, drive to a new area, start hiking a little bit, and then out of the corner of my eye, I just see the, like, structure, of, you know, of, of racks sticking out of the bushes. Yeah. And sure enough, J- Justin threw the binos up on him. It was a nice three by three, sitting under a juniper bush. Nice. So we make a game plan out. We uh, it was Izzy's turn for the stock, right? And uh, I'll tell you what, man. For Izzy's first spot and stock on a mule deer, this guy got all the way into thirty yards of a bedded buck. And this is not like a small, you know, little buck. This is a mature three by three buck. Right. He gets into 30 yards. Wind is perfect. Justin sets up way behind just in case he busts out. And I'm like 250 yards out in the distance just trying to watch all this go down. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, for some reason, man, the buck just gets up and bolts the opposite way. I, the wind was perfect. Um, I just, his sixth sense or something, man, just busted out. Right. It was just. It was unbelievable. We, you know, we talked. It was, it was still a blast. But he got thirty yards of really big buck. I, that's a really good accomplishment in my book. Yeah. You know, I my stocks, I, I get normally getting like sixty, seventy yards, and boom, busted. Yeah. Uh, but um, I, that's why that's why when these guys they get in to thirty yards and they get it done, you're like, dude, like your 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 buddy was with the, you could have killed that deer. If he would have had a clean shot at 30 yards. He was bedded, and, you know, shooting a bedded deer is a little sticky situation. Yeah. You want to uh, really make sure you can yeah, absolutely. Thre- uh, thread the needle. Dude, it, it's it's cool that he was able to actually get into 30 yards because, like you said, most blow him out way before that. It was Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous, man. The next day, we were able to turn him back up, and he's he's not by, he's by himself this time. Or, no, he's not by himself. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Right. He's rolling with a herd of eight or nine does now because he, he was with a few other deer. Right. I don't think he was with that exact herd. When he blew out, did he blow out with a bunch? Uh, no, he was he was better by himself. We got we got some pictures of him. I'll throw them up on the channel. And uh, he just took off. But on Izzy's way in on the stock, Izzy went through this creek bed and kicked up two other does. Yeah. And they took off. So he, he kind of was a, kind of like a perfect situation. He kind of cut off the rest of the herd. So they busted out the opposite way without the big buck busting. Right. So Izzy got up to this bush, and he was just having a hard time because the, the buck was facing towards where Izzy was at, and it was just kind of a sticky situation. Don't know if you should get up and shoot or throw a rock or something because right. anything can 
30 yards, you know. That's yeah, so close. So close. Now it's a woulda, coulda, shoulda, though. So we watched that buck run away. Yeah. The next morning, we get out. And this is what we learned. We were pounding mountains, ridges, whatever. And they weren't up there. They were out on the valley floor. Yeah. Bedded under all the trees. And uh, we got up high and glassed just straight into the valley. And sure enough, we turned that buck up again. Find him probably pretty early around 7.30 in the morning. And this is day four, day five, I think. And uh, we try to make a play on them, but they're starting They're starting to head towards the opposite way of the valley, towards our camp. Like, they literally walked in within 200 yards, 300 yards of our camp. Yeah. And uh, we make a play. We go all the way opposite, the other side of them, try to get up a little high, find them again. We ended up finding just a, a doe and a fawn. And then sure enough, Justin with those swaros strikes again, found the whole herd back to where we were our original spot was at. They fed right. they went back. Original so, camp? The original spot. The op- original yeah, camp like, or where you guys are glass. So we were on a ridge. They hiked all the way to our camp. Or the, those bucks went all the way to our camp. We went over there to get closer and we tried to turn them up again because it was like midday now. Yeah. And they uh for some reason, they started feeding back towards we were set up in the morning. Oh, yeah. So we crossed the whole valley yep. to watch them walk away. Yep, to walk, go straight back to where you were. Yeah, man. And Damn. Then, at this point, we were just, you know, that's a long trek, and let's, let's go check these cameras. Man, we got bull elk fighting on camera. We got a mountain lion. We got a bunch of coos deer on camera. It was, it was a good area. Dude. But most of them were night picks. We wanted to sit water also, but we just didn't. The weather, you know, the weather wasn't perfect for that. And the camera showed it, you know, that we had one buck in there probably like 7 in the morning. Right. And it wasn't even a hot day. So. Right. I, I mean, dude, it's it, – you went to a new area and, you, and you're and you chasing them around with a bow. Uh, it's it's admirable. And um, there's a lot of people that don't get it done. I mean, we, we I mean, turned put them it, up. Put it I mean, this way, dude. I know a guy that is a pretty hardcore killer, right? He don't get it done in Arizona, and he tries. Yeah. You know? I mean, you got to know the area. Now, do I think he's going to? I think he'll probably get it done this year. He's been hunting it for a handful of years. Yeah. Right? So it's like you got to know the area. You got to know the surroundings. You know what I mean? It's like it's like someone yeah. hunting D16 for the first time. It's you. You're, if you get lucky, sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, uh, man, we were turning him up, man. It was just a- – there were so many deer together. It's just so hard to make a stock on them. Yeah, well, bow hunting in general is is ridiculous. I'll tell it, you, it's so extremely hard. Like, we could have tagged out first day if we had rifles. Well, yeah, but yeah, you know, I, we wanted a bow hunt. You know, that's what you're there for. It's just so difficult, man. And then we, we didn't know. It's not like obviously you go and you hunt and you want to bring home meat. Especially you, because you're not going to have a lot of time this year, based yeah. on your kid coming, like the baby being bored and whatnot. But if you didn't have any restraints, like if you didn't have a kid coming right now, right, like it's going to be born in October, yeah, you would be going, oh, dude, I can't wait to go back in December. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like you'd be looking at it, literally telling yourself, I'll be going, back. I'm coming back, and I'm going to kill something out of there. Because you learned a lot while you were there. Oh, yeah, we had a blast. You, know, you had a good time. You went out. The memories are there. The experience. You got pictures. You, you, you gained. You're a better hunter now than you were prior to going there. Yeah. And you're not going to realize what you learned until you actually go back. 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll tell you what. Early season is a tough hunt, man. I oh yeah, I got dehydrated one day. I had a huge headache. That's what you were saying. I was because normally, you know, I'm not pounding too much water while I'm you know around town or yeah whatever I'm doing hiking San Diego. I still always pack a lot of water. Mm-hmm. It's just that I wasn't prepared for this. Like it was Arizona slapped me right in the face. It was a blast. You weren't drinking beer either, were you? No, we weren't even drinking beer. I mean. We had a great time. There's just little things I wasn't prepared for. Like, I could have been more physical shape, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit behind the guys at most times. Mm-hmm. But I can still, you know, I was still keeping up with all of them. Yeah. But uh, See, that there you go. You learned something right there. I need to get in better shape. I'll tell you what, those early season bugs are no joke in Arizona, man. Oh, we had no. tarantulas. Oof. Praying, we had a camp shower, thanks to Justin. Oof. Praying mantis in the in the camp shower. Ants. You're anti-bugs, huh? Oh, I hate bugs, dude. Horn- These giant hornets, man. Oh, my God. They're China hornets, bro. Dude. Ch- China, China killers. Horn- China killers. Yeah, whatever they are. They come from China, bro. Dude, we had this massive tarantula rolling into the rolling You to sent me a video of that, and I was like, ugh. Oh, dude, it was horrible. Shit picked him up. No, I, I was, dude, I was trying to shoot him with the frying pan, dude. I was, oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, no. Get the heck out of here. Well, I mean, dude, listen, man. You, you went and had a great time, though. You know what? When... Cause you guys, what? So you guys were at that unit, and then you actually left and went to another unit. Yeah, we went. Uh, we went to scout my buddy's uh, elk tag. Right. He's got a unit one cow elk tag. Right. And uh, we went to scout out there. Um, you know, uh, made a huge mistake. I uh, thought unit one was open for the OTC tag. Right. And it was not. Oof. So uh, Izzy was kind of pissed, but I'm. You know, we uh, ju- we. Did a little bit more research. We jumped onto Unit Twenty Seven, and uh, we were pretty high up in elevation, right? And uh, we weren't really finding much deer up there, right? There was some elk. deer, yeah. It was like elk, elk sign, and I did glass a, a bear for the first time ever. It was ridiculous. Yep, it was huge, mm-hmm. massive. Mm-hmm. It was a nice cinnamon bear. Who's man? I, if I had a bear tag, I'd I'd go back after him, but I didn't. I didn't yep. even know bear. Bear was in season. Yeah, bear is in I season too. Yeah, dude, it's it's cool to be able to go out and just just getting away from home and getting your bow in your hand. You it was know, a blast, dude. Ba- you know, banging hills and stuff. Because think about it, like you do it here, yeah, and it's fun. Ain't Arizona uh, days on end. Yeah, it's not Arizona though, bro. We ended up getting into some really good bucks that next day. I think this is day five is over. We left. We jumped units. Justin went home. Me and Izzy kept at it. Uh, day five. Couldn't really turn up any deer. Turned up that bear, a bunch of elk sign. Then we dropped elevation. And as soon as we dropped elevation, about an hour away, mm-hmm. we start glassing bucks. Damn. Bucks right off the back. Big right bucks. Like, yep. like me and Izzy were speechless. So we uh, watched these bucks for a few hours. We still had a couple hours left of daylight. Watched these bucks for a while. See what they did. Went back. Got to service. Called our families. And then we came back, set camp up in the dark, which was a pain. I don't, yeah. rem- I don't recommend doing that. No. And then uh, got everything situated, hit it in the morning, found those bucks again. As you know, there's a lot of deer. There's a lot of coos deer too. Really? Like there was coos bucks in our camp as I was getting ready to go out in glass. Yep. Just still too dark. You know, I would, I would have gladly taken coos buck. I couldn't really find them during glassing. It was just a bunch of does, but in the camps, you know, close to the roads. It seemed like the bucks were hanging out. I couldn't find any on the hills. So we were glassing up these big mule deer, and uh, we start making a play. Then we start going down this this little canyon, and then it 
all of a sudden we get cliffed out. We weren't paying attention uh, paying attention to Onyx like we should have. But uh, needless to say, we got cliffed out. Went all the way around, found the Bucks again, and then all of a sudden this group of guys comes out of nowhere and they find the Bucks. They cut us off. They dive in after them. We had to wait for them to go. And then uh, needless to say, they, they came out empty-handed because they just like went charging in there, running, damn near running. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just, you know, sat it out, rained a lot. We got soaked, just pouring right nonstop for 15 minutes. And uh, we just having a hard time, man. We just looked at each other, hey, man, I think it's time. And then we just, uh, yeah. It was like probably day six, day seven by that point. Yeah. And just, How long were you in Arizona? Seven days. It's a long time. Dude, it was like physically, mentally, and. Just bear, beating us up, man. Well, yeah. Dude, that's what I th- I don't know if it was the last podcast or what. I was talking to somebody. Travis. I was th- we were talking to Travis when we were all doing that last one. And I was just telling him, dude, like when you're away from home, dude, it's tough. Beat me up, man. Beats you up. It was, it was hard. It was, dude, it was really difficult to leave. It was just running out of time. Yep. Um, bad few, you know, bad yep. few encounters. I had those yep. hunters cut us off from the buck of my dreams. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, raining. Yeah. Rain, you you just weren't, dude. Look, you did a great job. You went out, gave it an honest effort, and didn't find success. But look, you found success in other ways. Yeah. I mean, learned I got to get in shape, more more in shape. I got to be more prepared for rain. Yeah. Got to uh, p- pay attention to the maps. Got to, you know, I learned a lot of things. I learned hunting out of states just because you come from San Diego. Not a walk in the park. No, and I've always said like, oh, you know what? I always feel like if I could get it done here and get it done, it, dude. It's it's. Not, I know. I know. I make it sound like, oh, I could, but dude, it's not like that. It, it's tough. It's still, dude. You're still grinding your pick to get it done. We did forty forty miles. Six, yeah, six days. Yeah, left the seventh day. I mean, look at it this way. Spencer Lillywhite's out right now. Oh yeah. How long has he been out there? About going on a week now. I think. There you go. He's hitting hard. Yeah. He's out grinding every day. Still yeah. hasn't got it done. He's had opportunities. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's just, dude, hunting. takes done. time. He's, he's going to do it, so though. Great. That's what makes it he's so He's going to put a big bull down this I year. I hope so. I hope so, man. I hope he does. I hope he gets it done, dude. He was showing me this picture of this giant scrape on a tree. Or do, you, do they call it scrapes or rubs? A rub. Rub. It's like eight foot tall. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the one. You, yeah, the one I showed that's you. That's the one you showed me where yeah. his hand's straight up in oh, the air. Yeah. It's huge. Monster. Mm-hmm. He's gonna he's gonna get him. I hope so. I hope he does get it done. Arizona's tough. What else you got planned this year? I uh, just gotta fit, try to fill at least a A twenty two tag. Mm-hmm. And uh, my baby's born right when rifle starts, so that's yeah. probably out of the question. Well, uh, you never know. I'll, I'll probably come back in December and hit it hard. You never know, man. Uh, our tree stand. Oh man, opener. Yeah. We gotta talk about that. Yeah, we uh we've had. Killer bucks on our tree stand, damn near every day. Every day. I got a spring, found a spring. It's not on the map, you know. It's awesome, and we put cameras on it. And I've had this spot for a handful of years. I just have never really put any interest into it just because I've kind of shied away from tree stand hunting for a while. Brian moved up. He's new to the area, and I was just out there. I was like, you know what, screw it. Let's go in here and showed him the area, and and he's like, man, let's put some time into this, so. Sure enough, me and Brian put time into it and, and start doing our thing and setting cameras and, and really scouting it. And, uh, man, 
I tell you what, we got some killer bucks on this on this spring. <laughs> we Damn did. near every day. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> I mean, got four keys wider than their ears. Yeah, two by threes up the galore. That, it, it's great. That one three. Mm-hmm. And there's real nice three. There's a beautiful three in there. You know, and it's like, dude, they're coming into water and water, water. And I kept telling Brian, like, dude, mark my words. These things shed their velvet. They're fucking gone. They're uh-huh. going to be gone. Johnny and, was telling me. Johnny <laughs> Hunts was telling me from day one. Yeah, dude. And, and, and I've just always, every time I've ever had a camera, you know, you always will get, like, small bucks, right? And then you, you'll get the does and whatnot, and then the bigger bucks will come during the rut. Well, for us, this camera had nothing but big deer on it. It didn't really have does. We had a handful of does coming in, I don't know, once a week. You get yeah. like one or two. But everything was good bucks. Like they weren't young deer. And uh, Big body. Yeah. You know, mature San Diego deer. And then all of a sudden, man, I knew it, and I told Brian, like, Prior to going to Utah, I said, dude, while I'm gone, these things are going to shed their velvet and they're going to leave. And sure enough, man, we I got back from Utah. I didn't go in and check cameras. Well, you know what didn't help? Because I, rem- I remember I checked it, right, when you were when you were gone or right before you left? Right, right, right before I left. I couldn't go with you. We had that cat middle of the day, 10 o'clock. Yeah. Mountain line. It was the first cat we had had on it. Came five minutes. After a couple does. After a couple does. Right. So he, he or she was already on it, on those deer and... It, it's one of those things where you just try to stay optimistic, and sure enough, I think it was like they just started doing a little way, dude. It was like the last deer we had on camera was like twenty third or something, yeah. And then and the then, day before opener was that big lion, yeah. There was a big cat the day before opener at like nine thirty at night. Uh, it's on the fourth, and then I went in on the fifth, and man, it was it was that hot weekend. It was like one hundred and fifteen. I got out of the stand at nine thirty or nine forty five. And it was like 104 registered on my truck. And I was like, Ugh. and even though like, you know, for me, we had a plan that I was going to hunt the morning. You were going to hunt the evening. Yeah. So I I got out and I said, go in there, get in there, dude. It's the perfect time. Like I pulled the oh, camera. Yeah. Remember I like pulled That's the camera. Yeah. I pulled the camera off the spring and I was like, dude, like get in there. And, uh, sure enough, dude, it would check the camera. There's nothing on yeah. it. It <laughs> It was a ghost town. It's depressing. So it is what it is, but, you know. I mean, we, me, Justin, and Brent, we got on a Forky open day. I mean, it was cool. In the morning. There's like six trucks at our spot, you know. Yeah. That, that was rare. So normally, um, we had that place damn near to ourselves last year. And opening day, six, seven right. trucks, man. Right. Racing people to our spot. It happens, dude. It does. It, it, it does. It, happen. You know, it is with public land. More power. The national force is closed right now. It's closed. Yep, from the fires. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's gonna be horrible. Yep. I don't care. My spot's BLM. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna get in at the, at any point this week, but I know I'm gonna put some time in there and, yeah. and and really sit down and try to grind one out, try to get it done. You know, within at least the first where you can use your d16 tag on it you know i want to save my ao because deer camp and whatnot deer camp super yeah. cool but we'll figure it out yeah we're gonna hopefully it'll change yeah i'm pumped on that coos deer hunt that i got oh, coming yeah, up in november yeah you know i'm excited for that and then i was talking to my old man i just picked up a traeger um, oh, yeah. yeah so i was just talking to him and and he's like he got one too and and he's really keen on going and grabbing an elk go go try to shoot a cow and i was like dude just put it together and let's go so I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but I think the idea would be nice. Yeah. You know, 
go in December somewhere, but That'd be sick. I'm not 100 percent sure if that's going to actually happen. Dude, or those not. those coos deer, man. I'll tell you what, they're smaller than San Diego deer. Oh, I'm sure. It was. I thought I was looking at a dog, dude. I don't care. I, I really don't care. Oh, me neither. I, you know, I, dude, I'm kind of obsessing with the coos deer. I really want one. I, dude, I cannot wait to go. I'm excited. I found I, that little shed. Yeah, that no, little shed you got. That's yeah. sick. Well, listen, man. You got anything else to add? Uh, yeah, man. Just don't ever think any hunts walk in the park because, yeah. you know, smack them right in the face. Oh yeah, just definitely don't think. Don't don't underestimate. Confidence kills. Yep. Don't underestimate a hunt, and confidence kills. Well, listen, guys. We uh we're out of here. Oh, that's the wrong button. <laughs> Stand by. Stand by. Here's the exit. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. There it is. Have a good one, guys. All good right, luck. guys. Thanks. <laughs>